You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School, episode 171, The Symbolism and Meaning of the Orchid in Feng Shui. Welcome to episode 171 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to check us out. We're on Instagram and we also have a mailing list that you should definitely sign up for because we list special free workshops and different opportunities. So be sure to check us out. And thank you so much always for listening to us. So today we're going to talk about something really fun, which is the symbolism and the meaning of the orchid in feng shui. Yeah, Angie and I thought that we could start doing subjects like this, where we talk about, you know, symbols and flowers and different things to almost tell a little bit of a story about these and how they can be used in feng shui and the significance of them. And one of the objects or flowers that we often talk about, Angie and I, when we're talking about different aspects of the practice is an orchid. And so we thought, well, let's just talk more deeply about it. Let's break it down a little bit. So we're going to talk about the symbolism and the meaning, and then we're going to tie it back, you know, tie it into feng shui as we go along and how you can use it. So we all know orchids, hopefully, and we see them in the plant stores or, you know, cut flowers. And they are these intricate and stunning, flawless-looking blooms that come in many colors, but they have this perfect quality about them. And some of the flowers can be really, really tiny and on, you know, sort of uh, on a stem, multiples on a stem. Some can be very quite large. They can either grow in the soil, fertile. You can even see them wild depending on where you live. I think some parts of the U.S. even you'll come across them and and in warmer climates, they grow in the soil. And actually, when we were looking at this and when I, you know, learning about orchids and even when I used to, I used to work in a flower shop a really long time ago. So there was, you could actually put them in palm trees. So there's orchids that grow in trees or in, you know, the roots sort of grow in bark of other trees. And I know in Southern, some Southern climates, people do that with their, their palm trees outside, which is just amazing to me in Canada, imagining that. So across cultures, orchids have this symbolism at foundationally as being, they represent beauty and grace. And so what we are going to talk about is we're going to drill down a little bit more on some of those um, meanings. So Angie, yeah. Oh, I did awesome. want to say something like, yeah, yeah. Like Costa Rica or top, like, cause in, cause I do um, Ikebana, like all orchids are considered tropical and mm-hmm. related to summer. And of course in feng shui, we can look at the different colors and those meanings, but yeah, in Costa Rica, you see them growing on trees naturally. So they're mm-hmm. really amazing, beautiful plants. And they're one of the few flowers that were very emphasized when Laura and I were studying feng shui, because we talked about flowers in general, but they weren't always brought up specifically like the orchid was brought up in many of our Mm -hmm. teachings. So one of these teachings that was very emphasized when we studied feng shui is that the orchid is connected to love and partnership 
and it represents a graceful and charming partner. You know, Laura touched upon how orchid flowers. So there's orchid plants and then there's they flower as well. And their blooms are almost flawless, right? They're just gorgeous because I think because they're tropical flowers are also very sturdy and they're really exquisite looking. And there's so many different varieties and they're just, and Laura, I'm looking at Laura on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Right now. She has an orchid behind her or she has two orchids. Those are phalaenopsis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are the tree ones that grow in the trees. Yes, and they're common, and she has a little baby. They're small ones and big ones, and they're commonly seen as a perfect flower because, again, they're so flawless and they're quite elegant, just like this idea of a graceful and charming partner. And Confucius actually said that the orchid is symbolic of the perfect human. He said man, but we're saying human. (laughs) We'll give him, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He was 2,500 years ago, but let's just go with person or human. Yes. Yes. Uh, The the perfect human. And in feng shui, they also can represent fertility as well, because the shape of the flower is feminine. Like the actual bloom is feminine. And especially the phalaenopsis is very feminine. Looks like the female uh, reproductive organs. And then the bulb or the roots or of the orchid plant, they're usually bulb based, is more masculine and it's shaped like masculine sexual organs as well. Yeah, genitalia. That's the okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yes, and so that's the the connection to fertility, partnership, all of those things that Angie was talking about, and we'll talk a little bit more about how you can use it in specifically with feng shui, how you can tie it back to your own life. Another thing that orchids represent is patience, and growing and cultivating orchids is challenging, and they do require a lot of care. And they take you generally, we buy these. Most of us go out to the store and buy them unless we're living in a tropical area. And for listeners that are out there, you know, looking at them out their window in their trees, congratulations. That's awesome. But for most of us, we go to the flower store or a plant store and we buy them and they're in full bloom. And they actually last quite a long time, which is another um, symbolism actually around orchids, which is this longevity. And Angie was talking about that the, the blooms themselves are actually quite strong. Like they're, they last a long time. They almost look fake. They're so perfect, right? They, and they, they last an incredibly, like they last for almost six weeks, sometimes like quite a long time and, or more. And, but the problem where it gets into the cultivating, you know, patience and kindness is that once they stop blooming, what ends up happening is a lot of people sort of wander away from them and let them go because all they are is just, you know, leaves, but having that commitment and, and seeing it in yourself that you have the patience and the kindness to stick with it, you can, you know, start, continue to care for this orchid, even in its less beautiful time, because it's still a living plant. It still has the wood element because it's still growing. It has, you know, beautiful leathery leaves and taking the time to care for it and wait because it will bloom again. And actually the two orchids that I have here, this is their second blooming. So when I got them, they, this, and I have to, I got these October 
of 2020. I think it's almost been a year. Actually, it's been quite a long time since these, it almost took a year to bloom again. So it might've been October, 2021. No, October, 2020. Anyway, I can't tell, you know what, honestly, time just, just smushing into each other, but it was a long time ago. I want to say it's a year and a half, a year, year and a half. And both of these, the orchids that I have here. So for those of you that um, are on, um, uh, are listening to the podcast, we actually also have this video up on YouTube. I have, as Angie said, one with big white blooms and then one with smaller uh, purple blooms. And I waited it out. I continued to, you know, water it. I changed, I gave it a sunny spot and I was amazed at how they bloomed and like bigger than the first time. So it was very exciting for me and very gratifying. And I actually have videos of it, like, you know, little pictures along the way, because it was so exciting. And that for me was a real testament to just, you know, being patient. I have a lot of plants, so it's sort of just putting them in, the, in with that and, and just being part of the regular care. So it is longevity and patience are two other symbols of the orchid. Yeah. And I love also that connection with the partner or mm-hmm. inviting a partner is that it takes a lot of patience and understanding that when you meet someone that you may be in the honeymoon phase or the blooming phase, but then there's cycles and there'll be times when it's not so beautiful, but you commit to working with each other and you commit to a relationship and being there for your partner and your partner being there for you through the beautiful blooms and through the dormant, um, quiet times and the difficult times. And, you know, orchids are also notorious for being difficult to work with that a lot of people have, uh, find them very challenging because they maybe overwater them or underwater them. And so I think the rule of thumb is you underwater them. And so that's also a great teaching about how to approach life, whether it's a partner or most things in life, maybe less is more. Sometimes we can be more present rather than always wanting to do or add things or say things or fix fix things, right? So Laura and I always emphasize with our students, don't be a fixer, be present, observe, witness, open space, create space for your clients and for your friends and for the loved ones in your life. And that is even more valuable than giving advice that they don't want, right? <laughs> uh, or giving them extra water or over, over, overdoing it basically. So mm-hmm. there's so many beautiful teachings and I'm gonna tell a story as after I get into the, this next part. So, so how do you use orchids in your home? How do you use orchids for feng shui? So, um, One way is to use it in your bedroom. So we say over and over again, in feng shui, your bedroom is one of the most important spaces in your home because it represents you. It's a very private space. It's just yours or you and your partners. It's no one else really goes into that space, right? And you spend so many hours lying there, sleeping, absorbing the energy, creating energy. You're just with that energy in your bedroom. So feng shui adjustments that you make in your bedroom are quite impactful. So there's a few ways that you can use the organ in your bedroom, but we would like to talk today about, again, calling in 
a partner or enhancing your relationship with your existing partner. But it's mostly, I would say it's mostly used to invite a partner. So if you'd like to call in a kind, graceful, elegant, noble partner, you can use the orchid symbol in your bedroom by getting a pink or purple orchid. So pink is the color of the relationship area. And it's a very soft, inviting color. It's also related to peach blossom luck, which is creating a kind of magnetism to attract a partner. Or purple, which is connected to the wealth area, which we look at as like self-worth, self-love. Like how can you feel of value? How can you value yourself? And it's a very noble color as well and very elegant, elevated color. So pink or purple orchid on your bedside table because that's right next to you, right next to the bed and it's affecting you. Alternatively, you can also activate the relationship area of your bedroom called kun in Chinese. And it's one of the bagua areas. And the way you find this area is to stand in the doorway of your bedroom, looking into the room and the far right corner would be the relationship area. So if um, that is at all confusing, it's perfectly just as effective to place it on your bedside table because it's very close to you with that intention. And that area though, the relationship area or the partnership area has to do with love and partnerships. Sometimes it's called marriage. Sometimes it's called uh, relationships. And it's a great one to activate when you're looking to start a new romantic relationship or cultivate and enhance your existing relationship. You know, I have a great story of a, of a client who placed an orchid to invite in a partner in the relationship area. And she got back to me and she said, oh my God, she's like, the whole, she's like, I had so much stress because it died and I wasn't watering it and I totally ignored it and I didn't know what to do. But then I went away on vacation. I came back and now I'm like all stressed out that it's dying. And that's when I brought up, well, number one, the blooms may be dying, but the plant is probably okay. And so to, I challenged her to do some research on how to work with that plant, even though it no longer had those beautiful blooms. So how can you again, like commit, uh, take the time to invest and learn about how to care for another living being and, and also s- stay there, even though it's not so pretty all the time. And then to also reflect upon like her lifestyle, how she was approaching this adjustment and what that could mean and how it may resonate with how, what she's experienced with partnerships. So I would invite all of you to do that as well. So next. Another simple way to use an orchid in your home is the principle in feng shui that near the front door, and that has to do with the principle of first sight best sort of feeling, you know, when you walk in that front door and you open it and you see this beautiful orchid, you are setting the tone almost for your entire home and it lifts your chi. It lifts your energy up when you see that, when you walk in and positioning it in a way so that it's, it's really almost the first thing you see when you come home after a long day. And don't forget, you know, 
the symbolism behind it. And so you can set the intention when you place the orchid there to really bring in that longevity, that vital, long lasting, you know, uh, healthy chi, or you can even think about it as being this charming, gentle person, you know, again, that kind of setting that intention, because you can also place the orchid just anywhere where it's really visible to you to bring that type of energy in. So the front door first sight, when you come home, it really two things when you see it, when you walk home or when you leave every day, it's the first thing and last thing you see. And also I always say that when you put something at the front door, the energy that's coming in that front door, it almost kisses whatever's there and it takes it through the rest of the home. So it's a nice visual. I love that. And my other favorite way to use feng shui with orchids the symbol, or bring in the symbol of an orchid with feng shui is to gift this to a friend. Because if we look back at the other meanings like patience and longevity, you can gift an orchid to a friend a friend that you really value to symbolize and celebrate your long lasting friendship, the longevity of your friendship, the patience that they've offered you, the patience that you're offering to them, because, you know, friendships require patience and especially long friendships. So it's a really beautiful, thoughtful, meaningful gift for a friend. And that said, I would not recommend you give your friend an orchid if you think they need a partner. That's definitely not what we're no. recommending. <laughs> no, um, don't take that on. Right, right. So you, you never want to push something like that on someone. And, you know, so many, so many people come to feng shui and they hear something. They're like, oh, that would be great for my sister. Uh, <laughs> or that would be mm-hmm. great for my friend. They really need this. But the most important thing is to go in without any intention of changing someone's energy, but really expressing your own. So it's just, uh, it should be given with, without any strings and just as a gift of gratitude. Mm -hmm. Another thing that we touched upon earlier that we wanted Mm -hmm. to close up with was the symbolism of the different colors that you could find in an orchid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Angie mentioned a couple already. I think one caveat is, you know, any color is great and, and not every orchid has to be a feng shui adjustment. It can just be something to appreciate the grace and the beauty, which is at, the, at its foundation, the symbolism behind an orchid, but the, the most auspicious color in, in feng shui is, is purple, mostly because it is attached to that, the wealth, the elevated, you know, royalty, noble, it's a, a color that is used to symbolize abundance and prosperity. And it could be placed in your wealth corner. And if you know, uh, if you've been following us for a while and you know about the Bagua, you can place in the far left-hand corner of your home. You can also go to our blog and we have a Bagua e-kit that you can download and you can get more information on how to find it in your home. Uh, Next color, which you also mentioned, Angie, is pink. And again, and Angie spoke about it in reference to how you could use it when you're wanting to be symbolic around love, self-care as well. So really taking care of yourself and loving yourself, partnership, romance, all of those things around it. And you can use it again. That's when we were talking about using it in the bedroom. And the last two colors that we'll talk about, you know, there are other colors, yellow with pink on them. There's like, and there's also dyed orchids or orchids that have been artificially colored. You'll see blue and some. So just, I personally would, would probably not get those, but 
it's up to you. You know, if you find it beautiful, then get it. White in traditionally in feng shui, white is considered a less auspicious color for an orchid, but only again, when you're using it as an adjustment. Okay. So if you're going to bring in for a partnership, when we talked about it, really try and get pink or purple. There's nothing wrong. I mean, I'm looking at my white orchid here. I love it. It's fantastic. It's, it's, you know, my favorite and it's fine. I don't, you know, I, I actually, I would say, you know, for cultivating patients and it was what I, you know, what I used and it was fantastic. Yellow is a common, another common color that you'll see. And usually in quite a small, and I don't remember the variety, but it's like a tiny little, almost looks like little tigers. Like they're like little tiny blooms, yellow blooms. Those, and you see those cut often. The yellow would be stability and strength because it brings in the earth element. So you've got a lot of options there with color, but remember, you know, any of these colors can be used just to bring in, you know, longevity and beauty and grace and, you know, Re- listen to this podcast again if you need to, you know, think about what color you need to use and you, you get confused. Yeah, those yellow, the little tiny yellow orchids are called oncidium. On yeah, they're super cute. Yeah, and, and you can also find green ones. And so listen mm-hmm. to our color podcast to learn more. But those are the, like mm-hmm. the, the main colors that you'll find in, in with orchids. And obviously the leaves are green, which represent wood element. And the actual, like a plant is a plant and flowers also represent nature and wood element as well. So we hope each of you will reflect upon how you can use orchids in your life and maybe invite one in or gift one and enhance your feng shui. So thanks so much for listening. We also wanted to let you know that our Holistic Spaces Inner Circle, which is an exclusive membership that is available We opened it up and started it earlier this year in the winter, and now we've decided to open it up again. So we'll be opening up the inner circle very, very soon. You can check our website, mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list, and that's the way that you'll find out how to um, enroll. We'll only have enrollment open for one week, so be sure to sign up for our mailing list so you get notified about that. And Laura, do you want to say anything about the inner circle? No, I think it's a great way to hang out with us and learn a little bit about, you know, you can ask questions, you get your floor plan read. It's, it's really just a fun way for us to connect with a larger group of people. And um, it's something that we created that was kind of an easy entry level for people to come in. And in case, if you don't want to do the full program with us and do the full certification, the inner circle is just a really great way to get involved in the practice a little bit deeper. Yeah. And I just did one of the calls today and it was so much fun. We talked about how everyone can activate their fame area, showed everyone how to activate that, and then looked at three, three floor plan submissions from other members and looked at how we could find their fame area, how they could activate them as well as looking at, um, just reading their floor plan and seeing what uh, stood out for us. So we hope you'll join us. It's super fun. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share it with others, subscribe, and even better, leave a review. You can support the podcast by checking out our certification, meaning courses, and our inner circle at mindfuldesignschool.com. 
And also be sure to join our mailing list. You can go to mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and there's a place where you can add your email. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, our online store, and again, subscribe, leave a review. All of that helps us so much. It's a very great way to support Laura and myself. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week.